Oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. We've met 36 times now. Right? We've met 36 times, that's interesting. Mm. How do I rate you? Okay, I guess. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, okay, I Use personal greeting. I don't know if we've got time for a personal greeting. Is that roll? Oh! Yeah, it's oh. in, yeah. Matt! Sorry, I should have mentioned you. You should have yeah. told me. Sorry about that, listeners. We were just street passing there on our 3DSs. It was. We were having so much frivolity and jollity with oh. what we were recording the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Maybe we should get into presenting mode. Maybe we should. I've just okay. shut my 3DS. Hel- Serious business, Tom. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another podcast uh, that finally has a title. Now. It does indeed. Yeah. Um, go on, go on, Matt. We've got to say this with some, uh, you know, meaning and, and not punch. shout and not shout. Yeah. It. Okay. Because you've ruined the levels. I I will. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Tom and Matt Attack. Well, that was nice. That was very radio, yeah. wasn't it? It's very radio, yeah. For all. I Welcome put, to Tom and Matt Attack. I put on Matt my received pronunciation. Oh. Welcome to Tom and Matt Attack. And now, the news at 10. Oh, but it's not the news, is it? No, it's not the news. No, well. we're, we're trying to create a format for these podcasts. So, uh, what we're going to start off with is a little bit of uh, what we're uh, playing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, just get right into it. I think we should, yeah. Tom, what have you been playing this week? Don't ask me. Short and sweet. Let's start. I don't, I don't play games. Right, uh, Sonic 3. Yeah. Classic. Thoughts on that? What were you played on? Do you play it on the play Genesis? It on the, or? No, Genesis. Yeah, I know. You're not an American. Or a Canadian. Or a, or a Romanian, apparently. No, well, no, no, it's Mega Drive in No, Romania. but a good buddy of ours who's from Romania actually keeps referring it to me as the Genesis. Really, does he? Yeah, yeah, he does. It's very confusing. Just call the console the same name Mega around Drive. the world to avoid this. No, I've been playing it on the Xbox, which is called the Xbox all over the world, I think. Or the Xbox 360, you mean? Oh, the 360. Yeah, sorry for being pedantic. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, classic game. I'd been playing Sonic and Knuckles before that. Yeah, you've going had. backwards. Okay. Uh, never finished Sonic and Knuckles. This is quite a. I was doing rather well though. Sonic yeah. Three. My, my, I don't know what my thoughts on Sonic Three. Are. I think I prefer Sonic and Knuckles. I think it's a better game. I, to be honest with you, I think Sonic Three. Oh no, I have played it because like Knuckles is the bad guy, right? Yeah. I was going to say I've never played Sonic Three, but I have. Of course. Great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. It's... Sonic Three. Yeah, Michael Jackson, right? Apparently, it's the, to me, I'm not sure how concrete that fact is. I think it was confirmed. I think he I was think involved. It was, I, think, I think he wrote a few things and then due to time constraints or the fact that he went a bit crazy with recording mm. stuff. That, But there are still things was, in there, right? Well, like, I think it was re-recorded, but some things that Michael Jackson developed for the soundtrack still are in the mix. Yeah, yeah, but like somewhere. I'm sure if you... I'm sure there's a YouTube video and if we find it, we'll put it in the post where it actually confirms okay. it, but it links to the Bad Album. Because right. it was around the same time, so there's recordings of some tracks where they'll have similarities in their tone to... I was listening to this, you know, this, playing a game, listening to the soundtrack, and trying to think, does this sound like Michael Jackson? Yeah. It sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog to me. I, I couldn't... Well, yeah, I think yeah. that's the indisputable fact, isn't it? <laughs> like, even, even if it was a Michael Jackson thing, it's not going to be, you know, beat it. No. Yeah. That'd be alright, though, wouldn't it? It'd be quite cool. No, 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 no. But like you know, like it'd be like Whoop. more like bling 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 bling. It'd be all you know, yeah. it'd be chip tune. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sonic Three, it is an enjoyable game, great fun. I always enjoy Sonic. Um, I find us lately I've been playing games that don't require too much effort on my part. Yeah. I quite, I quite like uh, relaxing with a game, and, and no better game can you relax with uh, but Journey, I think. 
Oh, I still haven't played it. Ah, Matthew, you're missing out. Oh, yeah, but... On, on a lovely sunny uh, afternoon, uh, if you're not outside enjoying the sun, uh, play Journey. It's, it's a lovely, sunny, sunshiny experience. I really do. There's a load of PSN games that I kind of haven't bought because I moved to Denmark when they came out and my PlayStation is mm. still back in the UK. One of my only consoles I haven't brought up yet, just because we've got one here. Um, but I haven't played Journey. I still haven't played, like, you know... Uh, Unfinished Swan? No, I haven't played Unfinished Swan. I only even played Flower. This is how behind yeah. I am oh. on my indie PSN titles. The, yeah, they call this like, this like the trilogy, isn't it? It was Flower, and it yeah, was yeah. Journey, then it was Unfinished Swan. Yeah. These artistic uh, endeavours, which, you know, how much so can they actually be called video games? They're more interactive experiences. Oh. I'd say. I'd say from my experience with Unfinished Swan and Flower, yeah. that they're, they're... No, uh, sorry. And Journey. I have played a demo of Flower. But I think it can be applied to all three of these games. That They are all Journeys. They're all yeah. kind of ex- explorative games. No, I've not played them. I mm. mean, you know, my experience, I've seen Flower and it looks beautiful. And as you say, it's... You're a petal or are you the wind? You're the... the, the good point. Yeah. But I think you, you the, the, the petals flow on the wind. I think you're the wind. I think you control and so you, you just control absorb the petals. As the they... wind? Or is there some kind of logic to it? Is it like yeah. a rhythm game? Or no, no, it... no, no, no. It's, it's... Is it like an on-rails shooter if the, the shooting was done by the wind? You know what? I'm going to have to play it again. It's been a... I can talk about Journey, though. Yeah. I've been playing okay. that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Journey had me in moments today as I played through it. Um... And I've heard it's a short game, but you know, you know how much I play video games. Yeah. Says uh, <laughs> the man on a hosting a podcast. podcast. Uh, but it beautiful. Uh, I I kept turning to uh, my girlfriend Clara and, and and saying, you know, just look at that, look at the screen because the stuff that's going on there, the, the lighting, the, the way the light reflects off the sand, and oh, it's it's gorgeous. Oh, cool. It's, it, it's a beautiful game and very nice uh, to relax with if you don't fancy something that's too hectic. I really need to get into it. It's not available on uh, Vita, right? I can't play it Do on Vita. on Vita? I don't think so. No, I don't I... think a Vita could actually deliver the same yeah, experience. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I guess it's also the, the online thing that everyone's raved about. I haven't that experienced you haven't experienced, yeah. With, no. For those of you who don't know, uh, and those of you who are listening probably may do, I know. Uh, but it's supposed to be that you there is cooperative play essentially with people throughout the world who you don't know mm. but you don't interact with them in any way other than playing the game with them then the PSN account name isn't shown there's no voice chat there's no text input I think you may be able to gesture or something if you want them to go you can, yes, somewhere you can but like talk, short of can... that you don't find out who the people are until the very end of the game. Does I think their appear, PSN names are listed. If you know a little bit more about this than I do, do these appear as exactly the same character as you? I you honestly couldn't tell you. I'm not okay. too sure. I haven't. Because I didn't see anyone who, who looked like I've me. just keep seeing visuals and keep going, oh my God, I really need to play that game. So I haven't spoiled it for myself, I guess. But... I really need to play it. I you, think. You, you'll be um, a gog once you see that game in action. I think Does I will, like, because I've seen screenshots and artistically it just yeah. looks amazing, and I can imagine in motion it's just even yeah, more beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, um, and another beautiful game. Yeah, <laughs> we love Katamari. We I played, love Katamari. I played it last Sunday after the podcast, actually, just for a, a quick blast, and uh, always fun for a bit of a diversion. I played one level. I got shouted out by the king. 
You know, it's never good enough for him. Is it the same as beautiful Katamari? Like I am. We love. Um, yeah. Uh, do you get put on a large billiard table and he throws billiards at you in? Very I don't think I. Space. Yeah, I don't think I remember that one. I remember. I think it is in the uh, PS3 one. Yeah. Uh, which is what Katamari Forever. Yeah. Where where he throws asteroids at you or something, no, or okay. a volcano, and molten lava falls on you. But um, I didn't experience any punishment quite that severe. Just he gave me a firm telling off. Yeah. I had to roll up some flowers. Um, he didn't collect enough flowers for the king. He wasn't, he wasn't pleased. Oh, he said, it's not just flowers in here, is it? There's a goose in there as well. Oh, God, there's one. There's a level like that in uh, Beautiful Katamari on the Xbox 360, and it just rolling up. You have to get a very hot planet because it's got to be the sun, mm. so you have to try and roll up as many, like, spicy pork buns and hot dogs and then into like fires and then eventually volcanoes I think you may go that big but essentially there are ice cream lollies and slush puppies mm. and all of this kind of stuff lit around the level and as soon as you hit one it just drops your, your heat yeah. percentage by about 10% and if you roll into like three of them you just die let's check the temperature on this katamari this is a cold katamari we wanted a hot katamari yeah and then you get then you're on a billiard table like which kind of extends into the distance and then he throws billiard balls at you yeah. very fast and yeah you get hit by them and you roll around. I, I, I like the Katamari games a lot and I know they were created with the intentions of providing like a, a fun experience they're never meant to be anything quite as uh, cult as it's become. Yeah, yeah, but they're uh, challenging as well and but, that's the good thing about but them. But the other angle on it is how severe the uh, punishments yeah. are. Uh, <laughs> Just like have fun, <laughs> kind of not a... too much. <laughs> never be good enough. Um, other than that, I actually played a bit of House Dead Overkill on the uh, PS3, I just remembered. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I've played the Wii one previously. Yeah. It's better playing it with the... The, the PlayStation Move gun accessory is really nice. Yeah. Very comfortable. Uh, you'll find, though, your wrist hurts well after, because to reload, you have to shake your... Flip your wrist. Yeah. It's a bit of repetitive strain injury there. You can no, only okay. really play it for, like, one or two levels, and then you're dead. Really? Well, you, you're, your wrist is... T- <laughs> I couldn't keep couldn't doing keep that action. Couldn't keep flicking it, yeah. Now, if there's another way of doing it, I need to find that out, because that was... Well, there's probably some kind of trick to it, right? It's probably like the boxing on the Wii, you know, where you can just kind of like, instead of having to punch, you just can kind of like shake the controller essentially and you knock people out. There's got to be some kind of like... I just prefer shoot off screen. Yeah. That's... uh... Yeah. But there you go. I've delved into a few little fun things uh, in my week in gaming. Yeah, yeah. Here and there. A few distractions. God, here comes the massive list of them, oh, I guess. Oh. Then. Um, what have you been playing? Should I say, what have you completed this week, Matthew? <laughs> well, yes. Thomas. Uh, well, after last week's discussion, I, I tried my hardest to complete two of the games that touched upon last week. Uh, the first being Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, was I meant to be yeah, playing? Yeah, the game you were meant to be playing. And then we're just... What were your exact words? I've seen you play it, and it's taken the fun out of it. Yeah, something about the way you've already discovered it, or you've already done everything. Yeah. I, I get the feeling if I start playing it and you're sitting there, you go, I'm going to do it like that. I won't. I honestly, <laughs> like, you know, when Ooh. you, I remember you playing... Um, remember me playing Max Payne 3 and you telling me my aim's not very good every five seconds. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, well, I bit my tongue when you were playing Rayman 2 when you were trying to figure out how to get down that corridor. And you just kept getting oh, you hit by you. fireballs. Actually, it could be beneficial that I play Tomb Raider with you. Yeah, sure. You've completed it. Do you reckon that's some kind of... Well, I got like 94%. I pretty much hammered through it. There are a few mm. things I couldn't get from the get-go. Like mm-hmm. that you had to... 
you have to backtrack and you have to play the the post game to get. And I think there's a few challenges and things I didn't do, but I raided all the tombs. I picked up all of the uh, like the essential like audio log things, the books. I think they weren't too much hassle. Oh. So yeah, but like I, I could go through and get them, but the challenges are just not fun. Okay, like Ooh. that's my only qualm with the game. But I really liked it. Um, it's a good game. It looked great from the bits I caught. I was actually trying to hide away every time Matt played this game. Yeah, so I, felt I didn't a bit ruin it too guilty, much for myself. To be honest, uh, but at the same time, you know, when am I going to play it? No, that's true. You should have known, really, shouldn't we? I should have known that before I bought the game. Yeah. Now I will play Tomb Raider. I enjoyed my brief time with it, and and as you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm I'm not going to give away any spoilers or anything, obviously, because I guess the folks at home might want to play it. Just giving you a hat. Oh my. Oh, if only you could put that out of your warp pipe. Tom's currently tapping away at puzzle, uh, Street Pass Quest. I am listening to what you're saying. He is listening, he is engaging, but like he just got a... A piranha He got plant a piranha hat. plant from Mario as a hat, yeah. uh, but he's currently wearing a pipe as his hat, so I, I want both. No, I took the pipe off. Oh yeah, you have, you just got yeah. your stylish glasses on yeah. there, sorry. Shade, it's summery. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, boss. Anyway, <laughs> Matthew. Yeah, but um, yeah, Tomb Raider, it, it's good. Though I like kind that of, as a review, it's good. Uh, no, no, I was <laughs> going to say I agree with every other review that kind of touched upon it. Uh, the first, gosh, four or five hours of the game, I think, like Lara seems very vulnerable, and you they they achieve what they wanted to with the whole, oh, Lara Croft is vulnerable, you need to protect her kind of thing. And then you just kind of, you get a trench shotgun, and you get a machine gun, and you start getting moves that can disarm someone and kill them with your hammer and you're just like, well, there was so much tension before the first kill, like before the first person you kill and like a reaction to that's really severe and she's like, oh God, and crying and stuff. And then you just go around massacring waves of enemies and it's just like, oh very well. Very violent, yeah, from what I Very think. violent, not maybe to the level of Bioshock Infinite's whole... Your mm. hammer thing, yeah, and your no, hand that you though. smash through people's skulls. But it but seemed like a very action orientated game. It me. is, uh, and in all fairness, it is. It kind of goes to uncharted territory, eh? uh, <laughs> and just keeps. Territory. It just keeps going with like the action vibe, like, and as I mentioned, the whole survival dynamic never really happens. Like it's like here's a gameplay mechanic: you can kill animals. You're never gonna have to do that again. So you're going to have to play, uh, what's that game you were talking about earlier? Oh, crap, I've forgotten the name of it. Um, Cabo? It's it's one of the big game hunters. Yeah, it's one of the big game hunters. It's got a survival aspect. Um, I can't remember the name. I can't Ah. even remember the name of the company that makes the big game hunter games. Um, Survive in... Cabela, 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 yes, there's a Cabela Big Game Hunter game, which is essentially, and I can't, I think it may just be called Cabela Survivor or something along those lines. Yeah. But essentially, the gist of it is, you are a bloke who's trapped in the mountains and you need to survive for a couple of days, which you know is seems good. Like I'm concept, quite intrigued no, to I'm, play I'm, it. And it was also a concept that you were uh, thinking about. Yeah, it's something cool I've always thought that would be really nice. Like after playing something like Oblivion, just if you had this limited time period, kind of like uh, Dead Rising. Mm. So you'd be I trapped like in an environment and you were trying to survive. Maybe it was a war or something like that. But then Cabela did the game and I was like, oh shit, Cabela did that game. 
Mm. Already, um, Zicabel is outdoor adventure. Oh, that possibly. sounds very uh, fun, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, but that's why I. No, it isn't. Never mind. It's okay. Anyway, more on that next yeah, week. Yeah, I'll, I'll post the uh, link to it. I'm sure it'll be But Tomb Raider's not that survival game you hoped it would be. or No, but it's still a solid action yeah. game. I, I'd still give it like an 8. or a, Yeah, I'd give it an 8, I think. Are we, how There's, are we doing our rating system for this? I don't know. Um, are we going to do the whole like Kodaku thing of going against Metacritic and not actually giving things rating other than... Is it worth playing? Play yeah. Yes, there I think go. it is. Yeah. Go with it. Yes, good game. Well, is, is uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 worth playing? Matthew? Oh, right then. <laughs> I've thought about this a lot, and... Oh, gosh, right. First four hours of the ten hours I played Luigi's Mansion, and bearing in mind... Ten hours? I didn't... That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, I know, this is the thing. Play games for ten hours? Yeah, I didn't... Wow. This is just a weak commute as well. Like, I've, I've played this on the go. Um, which is kind of my, some of my problem with it, if I'm being honest. But in those 10 hours, I didn't... Oh, you can put your kid Icarus picture. Stop mm. distracting me with your 3DS. Oh, it's in 3D. Anyway, yeah, completed Luigi's Mansion. Not 100% complete by any standards. I didn't get all the booze you need to find. and I didn't... The booze? Yeah. <laughs> is that what yeah. Luigi goes searching for? Booze. It's not Mario once. No, no. <laughs> well, there's, you know, like in... There the wasn't booze. in the first Luigi's Mansion. It's been so long since I played it that there were hidden ghosts around. You know I was the, referring like, to alcohol, ghosts. don't you? <laughs> oh. You didn't get my joke. I didn't get your joke. Oh, I was trying to inject a bit of humour into this. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Luigi's actually an alcoholic, and that's why I disagree with the game on moral grounds. Mario! <laughs> where's my booze? <laughs> Maybe that's maybe the, maybe we've touched upon a subplot in Luigi's Mansion. Maybe that's why he's in a haunted mansion. Maybe these are the ghosts do, of do, his past. Do, 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 do. Maybe he's in such a drunken stupor, you know. So they say some people say pink. They some people see pink elephants. Yeah. Maybe Luigi's just actually just seeing ghosts, mm. and he's just drunk in a ditch because it's the era it's Luigi. All yeah, <laughs> he's got illusions of grandeur. But yeah, I digress. No, but the first three, four hours, very, very good game. It feels a lot like the first one. And while it does kind of give you the same thing of going, aha, the stairs fell from under you. Oh, do you remember that? And I was kind of like, yeah, I do. The first three times it happened. And then they kept repeating the same dynamic. It's got a bit stressful. And there's a lot of bits in it that I... Not necessarily don't like, they're just tedious. Like, just completely kills my love of the game. And, like, for, for all of these moments, there are loads of moments that are great. Like, there's one boss that requires you to sit on a cannon uh, with the gyroscope in the back of the 3DS. So, not only are you trying to aim with the left stick, but the 3DS is like, hey, I've got a gyroscope, you can aim with me. And on a bus where you're moving and the boss requires you to be deadly precise in shooting bits off him. Mm. Otherwise he resets and you have to do it again. Maybe. Very tedious. Maybe, Matt. You know it says in the back of these 3DS boxes, it says uh, 3D images, yes or no? Playable on a on public transport, yes or no? Maybe Nintendo need to make this clear on their game. I just think Nintendo, <laughs> Japan or wherever, like anyone who develops 3DS games just needs to sit on a bus and play these games. Because, I mean, you know... It's a portable console. The whole idea of it is you can play it on the go. It's... And when you're getting limited, like there's bits where you have to balance on beams and 
I just go over a speed bump in the bus and then I fall off and die and just be like, oh great, that was fun. Mm. Just... They, they're making a lot of use of their gyroscope feature, which is quite an intuitive uh, feature in a console. But as you say, pra- practically speaking, practicality-wise, it's just I I don't know if there's I... an option to turn it off. But like when you're giving me the left and right stick, you know, if I had a, a gamepad pro. If I've got those, I should just have the options just using those. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to tilt my... And the gyroscope seemed very inaccurate in it. Like, I was tilting it slightly. And then when mm. I... I'm sure I had it dead straight. I think yeah. Luigi kind of adjusts to make okay. you tilt it again. So my only experience with the gyroscope so far has been Monkey Ball on the DS. And the problem being there is you can't play that game in 3D while they're using gyroscope controls because you have to tilt it. And once you tilt the console, you can't see the 3D. Yeah. So <laughs> you either play it like that or you play it with the in uh, the only way you can play three uh, D is with the, uh, the the circle pad. The yeah. circle pad, that's what the yeah. word I was looking for. So it kind of defeats the object in a way. Yeah, and but I kind of I thought long and hard on it. If I would have been if I reviewed it last week, like straight after playing it, I think I would have said no. But in hindsight of me seeing today some of the games by Phoenix Games that wonderful gaming company who we shall do some reviews on in the future. Uh, it's just, there's lovely things about it. There's great things about it. And for those four, first four or five hours, I couldn't recommend it enough. Um, I, it that tries to new, buy a game on. Please. But it tries new things. It It's honestly, it, like, I would have been happy if I was just playing, essentially, the GameCube game again, because I really liked that experience of having a big man with little manners in between, and you were kind of exploring it. And it kind of, it likes exploration. Like, there's lots of hidden things, like I've said. I, you know, I, as I said, 94% in Tomb Raider, I like finding stuff. But it just kind of got to that point where later in the game, in the first mansion, the first four or five hours, I didn't get everything. Mm-hmm. And then it just became tedious. Like, yeah. I'm kind of a bit sad of that. But it's maybe because I played it all in one goal. I think that may be... A concern a bit that you know it is a portable game and you're only supposed to pick it up. But like I've, I've played it on commute, so I didn't really sit down and play it for hours. I when, when you first <sighs> told me about your disappointment in the game, I was like, no way, Nintendo can't have made a game that frustrated you that much because you were quite frustrated with that game. I was very I frustrated with the game. It harkened back to me playing Metal Gear Rising, yeah, and my sheer persistence to complete the game purely because I was going to complete the game rather than wanting to complete it for the story or the gameplay. Would you say if you are welcoming kind of new gimmicks, uh, then you might enjoy this more? If, if you're prepared yourself for a few twists and new gameplay mechanics that you didn't see in Luigi Mansion 1, you, you think they, they might work, you know, if you, you're after that kind of experience? But I, I kind of was, and this is yeah. my, my downfall of the game, is that none of the new gameplay mechanics are really enjoyable. Okay. They they took away from my love of the game so much that I, I'm tempted to say it's probably the poorest performance of a Nintendo game I've played in a long yeah, time. Yeah, this was the comment that shocked, shocked me, that it would be that bad. And I'm, but that's high standards. You're looking at high standards. I though, am looking you? at very high standards, in all fairness, and I have been playing things like Fire Emblem... And I have seen you play uh, the Kirby's... Uh, what, what's the Kirby's game on the Wii? What's the Kirby game on the Kirby's Adventure Wii? Yeah, Kirby's <laughs> Adventure Wii, which looks fantastic. And I mean, even to a certain extent, like 
But say what not... you want about Super Mario yeah. Wii being a Super Mario game and it's like everything else. But like, it's still a good Super Mario game. It still succeeds at what it does. And Luigi's Mansion was doing that. And I don't want to penalise Nintendo for doing new things because obviously a lot of people argue they should and should okay. stop relying on all franchises. But like, it's not fun it stops being fun mm. because of some of these new gameplay mechanics so in conclusion let's wrap this one up in conclusion buy think... it or not oh god it's hard to say I'd say buy it because there's a lot worse games you can play on a 3D on the 3DS I think it's down in quality compared to a, a regular Nintendo release perhaps but I don't still think it's that bad a game. Okay. Like, I think my frustrations with it wouldn't it's really be... It's kind of a maybe then, isn't it? It is. It's the most indecisive I've ever been about a game in a while because usually I'm quite black mm. and white with whether I like or hate something. And there are a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. you just got to take it with a pinch of salt. I possibly hold off on it, maybe. But oh, there we are. Yeah. Bye, no. Tomb Raider. Buy Tomb Raider. But consider... Consider Luigi's Mansion. Too, for you, if you have a 3DS. Yeah, I, I'd say the old trick of borrow it if you can, to be yeah. honest. I, I think it's worth playing. Give it just, a go. Yeah. Uh, and give Journey a go for those who haven't played it. Certainly, if you're into video games, that's one experience yeah. not to be missed. Uh, okay, now the next section of the show is something that maybe we'll uh, whiz through quite quickly. But basically, we've bought a few video games recently. I've and bought I feel more this, than enough video games recently. It's worked. So maybe to give you kind of idea of what might, we might be playing in the future, what we're interested in collecting, uh, and what kind of bargains we uh, experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously we are the Danish correspondents now of Blast Process. Yeah. So I think we should offer listeners and Danes as well, you know. You're welcome. I had a little bit dansk. Oh! And we should... You know, we should be encouraging Danish gamers because it is kind of hard to be so, a Danish gamer, which is something we'll talk about later. Before, yeah, we, maybe before actually we move into saying what games we played, we'll start off with. Uh, you bought some games in Denmark? I have. Um, I bought Cave Story Cave 3D, Story. which in... I've learned since buying it is actually quite hard to obtain, but I picked it up for a very, very reasonable price after looking on Amazon and eBay of 149 kroner, so about 15 quid for a brand new copy. Whereas it's forty five, mm-hmm. I think, pre owned on eBay at the moment. So, so a Danish bargain there. Yeah. We need a sound effect for that. Danish bargain of the week. <laughs> Danska bargain. <laughs> Maybe we can get a Danish colleague to record a little jingle for us. What Maybe I've... we can get Oh yeah, sorry, we should probably mention that. Um our theme tune is uh by a lovely lovely guy we work with called Klaus and we'll put a link up to his SoundCloud as well. Yeah. So you can experience some of the Klaus magic we've been He's a synthesizer maestro, and he, he composed synth- our introduction music. He did, yeah. yeah. He's even given us embedded music and stuff, which may appear in later episodes of Tom and Matt Attack. Who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to link you that. We will. Yeah. Uh, I was I was going yeah. to I was going to say I picked up a, a, a bargain. In yeah, I saw. I was kind of a bit envious. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got it. One one last copy before Matt saw it. <laughs> I haven't got a PS3. got one on a PS2. Eh. Yeah, well, this is Ico and Shadow of the Colossus HD uh, double pack. Uh, ooh, HD double pack. HD double pack. <laughs> or whatever you choose to call it. Uh, so this was something I'd been considering picking up for some time. I'd always seen it on the PlayStation Network store. I'd never thought it was quite cheap enough to warrant a purchase having already owning the, the early games. But having seen this in action, 
um, bus processor Dave has a copy of this I know and I remember seeing his running it's a lot smoother on the PS3 than it is on the PS2 really the, fl- the frame rate the, the, the frame, frame rate. rate is so choppy on the PS2 version you only really appreciate it how choppy it was once you play the PS3 one because it's oh really oh, that frame rate is consistent all the way through I think I'd have to play it then because I mean Despite us both owning a cop, actually, that's quite funny. We now have in this household, we have three copies of Ico, two on the PS2 and one on the PS3, yeah. and we've actually got four copies of Shadow <laughs> of the Colossus. So it's that kind of thing where you see a game which you know is so good and you see it's so cheap, and you say, "Oh, oh, that's so cheap! That's such a great game." And yeah, sometimes you're tempted. You considering you, oh, I need to buy it again. Yeah. What a bargain for a great game. Yeah, well, I think this leads us oh. into actually the a great deal from. Oh, actually, sorry, I should let you... Yeah, you liked it. What? You didn't see the price, did you? Oh, oh didn't I? I didn't. It was you a bargain. No, it, it was, was a 120 kroner. In Fona. So Fona actually got quite a lot of good things now, on. Let's explain to our listeners what Fona is. It's a, it's a bit like Curry's. It's a little Comet. bit like Curry's and Comet, yeah. yeah. It's kind of got that vibe to it. It sells electronic devices and things like TVs. You can buy radios. Radios are really big in Denmark still, mm. I've noticed yeah. since being here. Um, and, yeah, they do games, obviously... Quite reasonably priced. That's a good place to look for games. Sometimes uh, you find in Denmark the uh, price of games at first glance can be considerably higher than they are in the Definitely. UK. Definitely. I mean, even if you kind of take the rule of going, oh, well, usually depending on inflation, 10 kroner is usually a pound. But then it can dip it and it could be that estimate. 8 kroner can be a pound or 7 kroner depending on the day. Obviously, currency, stocks, not going to get into that. But you sometimes look at something and you go, oh, that's a bargain. That's only £30. And then actually you'll go to Amazon and then you'll see that it's 20 in the UK. And Yeah, you have to do a lot of research back and forth to find out if you get any good bargain. I think 120 for Icon Shadow and Colossus, equivalent for just over £12 for the box copy. Not too bad. I think it's great, especially a new box copy as well. Of course, you have to bear in mind in Denmark, a lot of time your instructions are purely in uh, the Scandinavian language. Yeah, that does sometimes annoy me. It tends but to be with... That's... The... We live in Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah, so. of course. Uh, just bear that in mind if you're <laughs> uh, thinking about coming to live in Denmark. And obviously, I wouldn't recommend coming to live in Denmark just to buy the games. The deals are there, but it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fortunately, Tomb Raider's instruction manual, even though mine was the Nordic edition, was essentially a small bit of paper yeah. going, these are the controls. So, didn't have to worry <laughs> about know, that. How that goes. Uh, but a few of the places in Denmark we can buy games. Blockbuster is quite good for bargains on occasion. I got Banjo, Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts there for... 40 kroner? Yeah. Yeah, it's around about four, five pounds. Not bad. I'm not sure how much that goes in the UK for now. I presume it's on the low side anyway. Yeah, possibly. But I'd imagine it'd probably be in the two for ten or yeah. whatever. The greatest uh, deal probably of experience in Denmark so far has been a Blockbuster though, hasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, me and Tom, around Christmas, was it? Or was it a bit late? Ooh, a bit earlier than that. Bit, it was before, a bit before Christmas. Essentially, uh, Blockbuster had a massive, massive clear-out of their 3DS and Wii games. Yeah. Um, started selling three for 100 kroner, so three games for £10 of everything that they had in stock. This was on Wii DS and yeah. 3DS. Oh, on 3DS, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't No, I think you said Wii and 
3DS, yes. but yeah, also were DS yes. as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, all Nintendo games essentially at the time, and we thought, oh, it's because of the Wii U, but then they never got any Wii U games in stock. Um, don't blame them really, but that's something for another day. Uh, but there were three games for a hundred krona, and so we took advantage, shall we well, say, of this deal. Get, you could get a brand new copy of Skyward Sword for fifty krona. Which Two I then copies. took to GameStop, <laughs> traded in, and got 300 kroner back for, okay, which so is fi- very nice. 50 kroner ran about £5 for Skyward Sword. Brand yeah, new. yeah, but like, uh, we got a load of great games that we actually wanted, though. Like, I got uh, the Dragon Quest game for the Wii. I got the I, firefighting game for the Wii. Yeah, you got the, the firefighting game of the Wii, which will <laughs> appear on a video of us playing That's a good soon. game. Yeah, yeah, when you said, like... Yeah, very yeah. in-depth. Yeah. You, great use of the Wii remote as well. But like no, Blockbuster is always good for a bargain. Like you, you tend they tend to get a lot of things in, and I don't know if it's because they're getting them from other places, or they just get them in anyways. Hmm. Yeah. It's strange enough still exists in Denmark. It does, I? and it's alive and well. Like when we first came here, they're actually doing something like I believe GameStop are now doing in the US, and I think Game are doing in the UK where they're selling retro games, or they wanted people yeah, to trade yeah. in their retro yeah. games. And they were offering a thousand kroner, one hundred quid for a copy of Soul Blazer on the Super Nintendo. For those who are mm. RPG aficionados, it never got released in English outside of the US. So the only PAL copies of it are in Scandinavia, which I later learned after picking it up on the SNES for a steal, which was ace. That was a, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of other places uh, in Denmark which are renowned for selling games, and that's uh, Stereo Studio, which is a little about like the HMV of Denmark. It is the HMV of Denmark, yeah. <laughs> if we can compare it to HMV now. But I think HMV in the UK has been saved. I think, I think it has, too. has Also, uh, HMV, also an American thing the other yeah. day. Yeah. It's all over the world. I didn't know. Yeah, Japan. Yeah, it was my, my, my blissful ignorance of being British and thinking everything's British. Yeah, so but, that yeah. was a major thing that that... That company had that trouble. Well, I think it's back on track now. Anyway, Stereo Studios like that. You can find a few great deals there. Not really on games I haven't experienced yet. I don't think I have either. Um, I think I've seen Kid Icarus Uprising with the stand for about 250 kroner, yeah. I think. And sometimes, you know, it pays to shop around in Denmark. As Tom said, you can go to a GameStop, and uh, Nino Kuni is a prime example of this, where I've seen Nino Kuni in... When it was released, it was in GameStop for 550 kroner, so roughly about £55, mm. well, closer to 58 I think, by the time you get up into those numbers. So nearly 60 quid. Then I went to Blockbuster, and it was 450 kroner, so a bit reasonable, more on par with the UK price. And then went to Stereo Studio, and it was actually only £40. So it was the same price as the mm. UK. It's 389 kroner or something like that, I think. So yeah. it pays to shop around, and conveniently... Where we were living in Denmark, there's a stereo studio, a phone and then we also have the biggest games retailer in the world, GameStop. Yeah, is a big which are alive and well in Denmark, yeah. Uh, I, I like an experience of shopping at GameStop uh, to shopping at Game in the UK. Yeah, really. kind of. I, to, I, yeah. The customer service isn't as good. I... I possibly put that down to us not being able to speak Danish though. When I say it isn't as good I have no problems at the till. It's just being approached in the store. This is coming from someone who used to work at games. Yeah, this is a games <laughs> retailer speaking. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the, the manner's great, you know, yeah. on, on the till. I've had not any issues with that, no, but I've no, never I've... really been actively approached by anyone in there. I kind of like that. 
I'm yeah, going to be honest. Yeah, it is kind of nice. I kind I of just want to get in and get out of a game shop, and if someone starts trying to sell me peripherals and memory cards, I don't want to know. Yeah. Not so bad then, yeah. Yeah. Game, I, game I, stop. <laughs> Prices can be considerably high. I remember in Dead or oh, Alive was that what you're talking about, and it was 600 kroner or something like that. I'm trying, uh, I paid, I would have had to pay yesterday, fortunately, I, when I pre-ordered Bioshock Infinite, I had a voucher that I didn't use for Luigi's Mansion, which I was going to, which kind of glad now, mm. which I used on Fire Emblem yesterday, but Fire Emblem would have been, I paid 50 krona for pre-order, which is something I kind of don't agree with after coming from the UK, where you can mm. pre-order something for quite So that's cheap like a deposit, free. is it? Yeah, you put a 50 krona deposit on things. And then it, usually it gives you pre-order incentives. Like yeah. with Bioshock, I got a really nice tin as well as a hundred kroner to then it, later spend. It, it's not out of the ordinary in the UK to have to put deposits down on games. As no, well. no. I remember in game there were certain games where you to pre-order it, you had to put down the deposit. It's like two pound deposit, right? It, it was around about that. So bigger if it was something like Call of Duty Special Edition, maybe putting out a five, ten pound deposit on really? something like that. Really? Uh, because yeah. I've always like I've always known you had to put a deposit down on a console. Because yeah. I remember even back as far as the DS, um, I had to put a, a £20 deposit down, I think, in Game Station, which is no longer with us, I don't think. No, it's uh, been enveloped in, by enveloped Game. Enveloped by Game, okay. <laughs> but like Game Station used to have free pre-orders, right? And obviously, online retailers such as Amazon have... Mm. It wasn't the exception then, uh, Bioshock. It, it just in general, on everything, you're having to put down a deposit. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, they give nice pre-order incentives. Mm. Like there's actually they have a quarterly booklet with the games coming out for that quarter. I think you got exclusive skins and a nice case for Gears of War Judgment. Crisis came with some new in-game weapons, a nice case and stuff like that. So. It's okay. There are there are reasons to do it, and obviously it's like in the UK you give away like a poster or whatever. Yeah. But it seems to be the norm here actually. Like I've noticed in Fauna and Stereo Studio. I don't know if Stereo Studio does pre-orders, but I noticed in Fauna at least mm-hmm. they it is uh, there is money to pre-order things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just standard practice okay. here, which is okay. okay. Um, I'll quickly rattle through what else I purchased this week. Oh, actually, uh, actually before you do that, yeah. I just want to say. Uh, there's a website in Denmark ah, uh, yeah, called uh, boz.dk, which I use an awful, awful lot, probably a lot more than what should. What's that name again? Uh, boz.dk, B O Z dot com. Oh, DK. Sorry. Boz.dk, B O Z dot DK. There we go. That was nice. It was like a jingle. And they've actually got 20% off until tomorrow, I think it is. Purchased a few things off there, which I'll get into later. But yeah, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, get very good things. I think there's a box copy of Final Fantasy three for the Super Nintendo on there now for about eighty quid, which is nice. And that's a good. Deal. That's okay. Like they can be a bit pricey, but like by comparison, I've been to a few pre-owned shops. They have things called bog shopping usually in Denmark, which are bookshops that do comics and do films they do games and they're usually pre-owned and retro games in general in Denmark seem very very pricey you can I was in a car boot sale for example and the Danes seem to want to get what they paid for something so a woman tried to sell me a Game Boy Advance for about £40 I think Mm. so you know but like they're okay. Like, and if you are in Denmark, obviously the shipping on it is exceedingly, exceedingly good. You will get things next day. 
And you've also got a two-year warranty on everything, which is nice, which you don't often get when you pre-order things. They should be sponsoring us. No, yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, they've got 20% off at the moment, which is great. Um, I'll talk about what I bought from them nice later. Plug. Yeah. Nice plug. Yeah, I was going to, I think, very quickly rattle through what I've uh, purchased this week. It's been, yeah, I've bought a lot this week, actually. I'll, I'll do it in order of um, where I've got them from. At the moment, there's some good deals on Xbox Live. Arcade, uh, Black Knight Saw, the Suda Fifty One game. Yeah, the, uh, it's a two D adventure. Is this safe to say? Two D puzzly action thingy. Uh, I don't think it was critically that well received once it came out, but it's now half price at four hundred Microsoft. Points. Looks really nice though. Yeah, for an. In- I-, I love the Grasshopper games, and uh, with Suda Fifty One's involvement with anything, we'll, we'll resort in quite a quirky. Yeah. Uh, experience so I, I checked i got that also uh, i am alive which i really enjoyed the demo i've of. really wanted to play that game for a very long yep. time it's uh i think it's about 470 microsoft points it's a weird weird number something yeah like it that. was something like 72 percent off or something like that right yeah which you never very see that often but i've been waiting to get these two for a while i've I wanted to, to play i am alive i'm kind of disappointed with how it Turned out and how it was received, to be honest. How it was scaled back from what yeah, it like, seemed like. Yeah, but I remember like it was around the same time as Assassin's Creed 2 was announced. Like Jade Raymond, the lady who was developing or producing the original Assassin's Creed, had moved into another division in Ubisoft and she developed this game called I Am Alive and they showed this pretty good trailer. And I think it kind of harkens back to me wanting to play the Kabbalah big adventure surviving game where it looked like it was going to be resource management and, you know, almost like a zombie thing may have gone on, but not zombies, just people turn on people. Kind of like The Last of Us, I guess. Yeah, kind of reminded me of I Am Legend. Yeah, that uh, kind of vibe. And then it just kind of descended into Xbox Live arcade title, Mm. which is a bit disappointing, but I don't know. A good title, though. Nice inventive, uh, nice twist on the first-person perspective kind of games. Yeah. Uh, So that was uh, some deals picked up online on the uh, console, on the Xbox Arcade. Uh, Zavi.com had a good deal on the Uncharted 3. It was about $12.99 the other week. What's that for, sorry? Uncharted 3 on the PS3. Oh, fantastic. Picked that up from Zavi. yeah, my experiences with Zavi have not been great in the past, but they always do tend to have some bargains. So yeah, uh, they do. Pick them up, pick that one up. Uh, eBay, I'm big into <laughs> Saturn at the moment. Yeah. Having uh, purchased uh, European Saturn recently, before that I've got a, a Japanese Saturn. Um, bit crazy, why would I bother picking up a European Saturn as well? I quite like the boxes. Really? Is yeah. that white? It's not is just that... white, it's black as well, and the other one's grey. Did you at least get like a European one so we could just use the Danish plugs? You bought a UK one, didn't you? What? No, I've got a, yeah, I've got a UK sound. Yeah, but I okay. can, yeah. I'm sure we can get a plug from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's alright, we can use the plug adapter on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, I picked a few of that. Tempest 2000, the only good reason to own an Atari Jaguar, 18.99. Quite good for that game. And if you. You know, you could pay about 30 quid for a Jaguar. What are you going to do with your Jaguar now? Or did you I've buy a Lynx? I've got a Jaguar. I thought you were... I've got a Lynx. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, I bought Night Warriors. I did buy it. Oh, uh, you bought it? Great. Yeah, uh, yeah sequel to Darkstalkers. Uh, it's about 15 quid. I think quite good for that. Um, Bug came free was my Saturn. A platformer I've oh, played for a while. That one, was it? You yeah, bought that Saturn? It was, yeah. The one I got for, I got the Saturn, the European Saturn, for about 22 quid, in, including postage and everything. To, yeah. To the UK, I'm going to pick that up when I next go back. Quite good, 
degree, two controls, yeah. copy of Bug, 22 quid, European standard. Isn't Bug quite Fine. obscure as well? Not particularly. Bug 2 is. Bug 2 is quite expensive. Yeah. Bug 1, I don't think is really that obscure. Yeah. Uh, recently, today actually, Alien Trilogy, a fiver. Oh. Maybe I can get it cheaper than that. I think you it looks could have. like a good condition version. Yeah. Fiver, including postage. That's fair enough. Uh, I did just buy Sonic 3D for £15. Yeah. Uh, I don't own a copy of that outside of the collections. Yeah. I think only on PC somewhere, but I don't own the proper console version of it. Right. So I picked that one up. Uh, nice box. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so that's the, the that's I think you're the missing pattern. one actually, or or were you talking about it earlier? Um, What's that? A certain Christmas version of a certain. Oh Dreamcast right, yeah. Game. And also yeah. this morning I made an impulse purchase. Uh, Christmas Seaman. For those not familiar <laughs> with the Seaman series, the Seaman series. The Seaman series. Uh, but it, it's it's a dream, a obscure Dreamcast game. Uh, it was released in Japan and the US, where it's still like like a virtual pet. The game comes with a microphone. You can talk to this fish with a human face, and it says stuff back to you. It's also voiced by Leonard Nimoy. Well, so. the, the game's narrated by Leonard oh, Nimoy. Oh, I apologise. Yeah. Uh, the, the actual fish... fish has a very annoying, irritating voice. Really? Okay. Uh, Seaman's a frustrating game. You have to play it like every day for it to, to be good at it. Okay. Uh, because you have to change the temperature in his tank and stuff, and he'll complain a lot. So it can be too hot, too cold. Frustrating game. Not much fun. The fish is an arse. Uh, but Christmas Seaman, right, okay, let's talk yeah. about this game. It was available in Japan for 10 days along with the uh, transparent, a translucent uh, red Dreamcast console. Okay, yeah, I remember this. A 10-day deal, right, sounds pretty good, isn't it? I did a little bit of research. I saw someone had mentioned, oh yeah, I've seen that for like uh, $1,000. Someone's trying to sell it for $1,000. I'm like, oh, what? that sounds quite rare. Everyone's like, oh yeah, it's a really rare game. Yeah, it's worth something. Oh, don't sell it. Right. Yeah, saw it on eBay for thirty-five pounds. I was like, oh, ooh. well, maybe I should snap this up right now. This Were thing. there other copies of it on eBay? No, right. apparently it doesn't turn up on eBay often. Yeah. Uh, so I bought it, thinking, there we go, it's a nice collector's piece there. Should be an interesting game experience. Found out afterwards, not really a game at all. Uh, basically, you put the disc in, it sends you to a link to the server, right? So you need to be online right. through this, the Siemen server, which I don't think is available anymore. I don't think there's any servers running for Seaman. But, on, um, you know, PSO's got a fan community of Has Seaman really up. got a fan community? <laughs> well, you never know, Tom. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you get a Christmas message from him. Right, okay. Do you at least know Santa. Will your American Seaman be able to get a Japanese Christmas Seaman message? Or will, are they not compatible? <laughs> my Japanese Seaman... <laughs> Because my American semen compatible yeah. with my Japanese semen. Yeah. I don't know. You can watch the intro on this. The packaging seems kind of nice. It's a, more of a collector's piece. I'm than looking anything. at forums.sega.com mm. the question of is Christmas semen rare? Yeah, this is what I went on. Yeah, only a handful were made of the Red Dreamcast console. You see where they're batting around prices yeah. on there. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you may have made a good purchase here. Yeah, I, if only to sell it on. If in comparison. In comparison of rarity, I think the only game I would probably have on levels of rarity of that. Possibly Terra Enigma on the Super Nintendo. I don't even think it's that rare in comparison to this. It's just pricey. And I also have like the pre-mentioned copy of Soul Blazer, the Scandinavian one for the Super Nintendo. Those are probably my rarest games. Mm. And from the sense of things, if this was only available for 10 days with a limited edition console, 
chances are someone's going to want it. I saw someone talking about selling the console for five hundred dollars. Then he was like, he'd be happy with two hundred dollars. So it's saw, I saw it going down there. Just yeah. The price of the console with the game. Right. So I I don't know. We'll see. If if anything, what we can do with Christmas theme, and if, if you're interested, if you want to find out more about this game, is we can make a little video and post it on the site. Yeah, uh, I think we, we can should. show you the uh, packaging. Maybe, maybe even get the intro on there for you to look at. Is the well. Dreamcast region free? Or the Dreamcast isn't. Is there any kind of like swap disc? Or there whatever? is. I have a swap disc. Oh online. great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can play it, and we of course we're on. Yeah. Bring your Dreamcast over, just so we can play Christmas. Yeah. Season. So that's a Mega Drive, a Saturn, and the Dreamcast. I got to bring over. Yeah. Great. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, we're primarily <laughs> we're primarily Nintendo in this house at the moment, right? I think we've got every Nintendo console. We have a Nintendo except corner. the N sixty four. Yeah. But we have N sixty four. They're just not in. Yeah. Yeah. Denmark. In storage. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much. Uh, there's a copy of Tekken Advance for the Game Boy Advance there I picked up as well. Because yeah. being a completist fighting game collector, I didn't have that one. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Go on, Matt. Yeah, right. Um, I got you to eBay some stuff from me, which has been nice. Yeah, uh, to pay you back for the uh, internet bill. Yeah, and the site hosting. Yeah. You're welcome, <laughs> internet. <laughs> um, I got Dark Cloud in Dark Chronicles, uh, known as Dark Cloud 2 in the US, and came with the strategy guide for Dark Cloud 2, which mm. is nice. Uh, £30? With 32 32 with postage yep. included, which seems like a great which, deal. Yeah, pretty good, considering yeah. you've got two games which are reasonably yeah, expensive I, I don't get where the copies of Dark Cloud have gone, though, because I remember there was a time when I first owned my PS2, I just go to Game Station in Patalbot, which is a magical, magical place I've since learned. Uh, my hometown of Patalbot had a Game Station, it's now a game, but it used to be kind of a mecca of rare games. Mm. I had so many, so many games from there. I got a PAL copy of Mega Man X 1 and 2 from there, uh, PAL, numerous copies of PAL Terranigma, um, Secret of Mana, Super Mario RPG. Pretty much anything a rare game collector could want was available there at some point. And yeah, I remember just going there and just being in the PS2 section and there just being a million copies of Dark Cloud and just never been able to find one since. Yeah. Played it, it was quite a nice game. Kind of like a. Kind of like Soul Blazer, actually. It's an action RPG with elements of you developing a town and building things and Is it stuff. It's a bit like Zelda. I saw some, I remember seeing some clips back in the day of him opening a chest. Yeah. Which looked like it Zelda. Got a, do, 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 it's do, do, do. got a Zelda vibe to it. It's definitely that kind of action. Yeah. Action role play thing. My good friend uh, Adam Good, uh, yeah. give him a shout out. He was big into Dark Chronicle at the time. Yeah. And uh, I know he rather enjoyed that game. I think he found some of the dungeons a bit frustrating. Uh, kind of like if you fail the dungeon, you go back to the beginning kind of vibe. Oh, but yeah. Uh, but I know he did enjoy the game. Uh, there's, some, there's a fishing sub-game in there as well. Really? Yeah. Some games are ruined by fishing sub-games, Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Uh, but I actually read an article on Kotaku yesterday it, it saying the death of like mini-games in JRPGs <laughs> and how Triple Triad is possibly the best mini-game of all time Triple in Final Fantasy VIII. It's a card game in Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, like. that thing, yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway... Yeah, I'll give it a try. I'll let yeah. you know what I think. Okay. Um, then I bought recently, a friend of ours went to the States for work and I was there and he was just like, oh, is there anything you want me to pick you up in the US? And I immediately said US PlayStation 2 purely because, well, as with every console generation, Europe never tends to get 
JRPGs as fast, Japanese role-playing games for Dano. Never gets them as fast as the rest of the world, and we never got Psychoden 3. Um, I have the first two, I've got four and five on the PS2, I've never played the third one. So, pretty reasonable, got it for £13.50 with postage off eBay in the UK, which is always good, so we can send it somewhere without costing a small fortune. Yeah, it's a good price. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. I'm honestly really excited to play it. I've heard it's on par with the first. Not as highly regarded as the second, which is regarded as one of the best JRPGs of all time. But, you know, I'm very much looking forward to playing it. I'm very short on Psychoden. Need to pick up the DS Psychoden Detsu, I think it's called, but it's very expensive. So unless I find one in the wild, I don't think I will. Yeah, so that. Um, yeah, the pre-mentioned cave story. 149 kroner. Bargain, go to GameStop. Interesting, it's different from the original Cave Story, isn't it? It is, it's actually. It's all rendered in 3D graphics. Still 2D, but Still 3D. 2D, but it uses new models and new yeah. levels. And apparently the soundtrack is remixed and they've played with the audio levels and things, so it looks and sounds great. Mm. Apparently there's no scaling issues or anything like that. You can buy it on the eShop, but this is a totally different version, which seems to have a lot of praise, judging from the yeah. price of it. Uh, even I recently played a bit of Cave Story on the Wii, having purchased it a while ago. Yeah, very um, unique atmosphere, actually. Yeah, that's and uh, I quite enjoyed it. And for someone who doesn't play RPGs usually, it's got that action RPG kind of thing going on. So. Yeah, even though it's got an action RPG vibe, I've heard it compared to Fez, and I really like Fez. Yeah. Would you say that? Is there any kind uh, of like shifty uh, dimension thing? or is I it haven't just... experienced that myself yet, but in terms of 2D platforming, it's got, they've certainly got platform elements. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I'll talk about that next week after I give it a play, because yeah. I think I'll pop that in my DS this week. Um, yeah, I got Guacamole on the PS3 after seeing rave reviews on Polygon and Kotaku. I thought, yeah, why not? I'll give it a try. Very good game. It's got... I'm, I'm going to say the tune once, because it's what people associate this kind of genre of action platformer with... The Metroidvania-style thing, which I, I'm going to use RPG and recent Tomb Raider speak of gear-gating, in which you go through the game and there are some bits that aren't accessible to you and you have a big world map, which is a very nice world map. It tells you where you've got to go and all this kind of stuff. So it's a bit forgiving on players. There's no, if you die like in Metroid, then you've got to go back to the last time you saved. You If you die, then you just restart on the screen mm-hmm. and it resets itself, which is a nice touch. Uh, also saves everywhere so you don't have to worry about finding the save point which is very very much appreciated in a portable game see cross, people... cross platform release is point it out. is a cross platform release so you can play release. it on the Vita mostly. I bought it on the Vita for 80 krona I think it was because I've got a Danish PSN account just because it's easier um, but I also got the PlayStation 3 version so maybe you want to give that a crack yeah, in the week, and then we can yeah. we can discuss yeah. if you know. I'll, I'll try and fit it in yeah, how we can how it is cross platforms, but no, I'm very much impressed with it. Very nice art style. Uh, it it shows humor. a love of video <laughs> games as well. Yeah. Like um, there's posters for video games, and they're kind of addressed in different ways. Like um, there's like a Supremo Man, and he's just like a guy who looks like Mega Man or like Mucho Man or something, something Spanish that means Mega, and a guy. Tensing mm. and looking cool. Yeah, good game. Really nice platforming, really smooth. Good, yeah, get it. 
Um, picked up Fire Emblem Awakenings yesterday. Very glad I pre-ordered it because JRPGs seem to be somewhat of a rarity in Denmark and they only had one copy in. Unfortunately, I pre-ordered it, so sorry, people of Denmark. So they got one especially for you, man? I think so, yeah. Mm. It was just behind the counter. I, I had to ask for it and the guy had to find it. So. I always remember when Blast Processor Neil pre-ordered a copy of uh, Wheel of Katamari. Yeah. The only copy that ever came in Game Crew of that really? game and it was for Neil. Oh. That's some TLC you expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very much looking forward to playing that. I've been playing the DS one, which I've had to I put down to play Luigi's Mansion for you beautiful people, and I think I'll complete it. I don't know. I may just skip to the 3DS version because it seems to. It looks have... nice. Yeah, I looked at the back of the box earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's very it. shiny. It's got loads of new features. Uh, as I mentioned last week, it's got uh, the key thing of Fire Emblem is you have when you die in battle, your party members die. And that affects the story. And with this one, apparently there's a lot more emphasis on that, that there are scenes where you engage with these people and if you have a male and a female unit in the same unit for so long, they gain uh, like an efficiency rating Ooh, together and they can get married. Rate and then you can have children and then the children can fight for you in some weird story that Ooh. means that the children sometimes look older than the adults, but that's digressing. But yeah, it's supposed to be brilliant. Like, you pass on the stats. So, like, if you have a very good archer and a very good knight, mm. you'll get the defense rating of a knight with an archer mm. and all this technical RPG geekery mm. that's making it's me... It's like Pokemon, isn't it? Breeding Pokemon. You yeah, get pretty much. The... Yeah, Nintendo just being like, oh, well, we, we can't rely on the Pokemon series for our breeding needs. We need Fire Emblem in there, too. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Mario and Peach are never going to breed. No, they're not. Well, you know, Super Princess Peach, kind of an offshoot of Mario... You know, they kind of breeded yeah. a new game. At least. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, In that sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I well, I bought Monster Hunter as well. Like the day after we recorded the podcast of yeah, I play Monster Hunter. And I have played a bit of it, and yeah, it's Monster Hunter. It's Monster Hunter. Like <laughs> it's it's the Wii version of Monster Hunter Try, and it's now just Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. Very nice. Um, playing it on the 3DS, I may pick up a Wii copy if I can find it because it seems to be like gold dust in Denmark at the moment. Wii U. Wii U, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, but it, it's good. I like it. enjoy it. Really want to get um, Shin Mai Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked, finally. Apparently there's a glitch in the UK version which isn't present in the others, which is a bit frustrating since we waited a year to get the game. But Ghostlight have said they're going to patch it. I trust them. They're a good company. Should support Ghostlight. So I'm going to buy that too if I find it. Whoa. Yeah. Spending oh, a bit of money on games. Actually, <laughs> I went on Boz as well, uh, boz.dk again, <laughs> and I bought. Um, oh, I'm never going to pronounce this game. I've briefly, ah, briefly played it game. on a ROM back in the day. For our non existent Mega Drive. I had my non existent Mega Drive. It used to be called uh, Crusader Century, as it is in the US, and it's published by Atlas. And it's essentially the Mega Drive's answer to Zelda, from what I understand. It's got a great cover on the European copy we have here. Yeah, it's kind of like a really trippy... It kind of... I don't know why, it kind of... It's like a book, isn't it? It looks like a front cover of a book with a pixelated, scary man-woman thing... thing Screaming at swords. In in like a... a, Three of them in sort of a triangular formation. Yeah, we'll post the picture... (laughs) <laughs> Solil, I th- Solil Solil I think is pronounced let's, let's in... read what it says on the back here you were a young adventurer out to defend the town of Solil from the re-emergence of the creatures of darkness with the aid of your animal friends and a trusty sword yeah but please not animal friends look at that screenshot it's Sonic on a Sonic, roof Sonic's in it Sonic's in it oh. uh, that is reason enough but no fortunately 20% off yay 
from Boz. So. Hey, it's a lavish arcade adventure that frankly demands purchase. 92% Me Machines magazine. A deep, highly entertaining adventure from Sega magazine. 89%. Yeah, and with, you know, pull quotes like that, what can go wrong? Um, yeah, I also got a step down computer so I can use my USPS2. I'm just going to crack up my, my NTSC Super Nintendo just because I have one and I've never used it because I've never had a step down. Mm-hmm. I play Mega Man on it even though I don't need to but it'll be fun yeah that's all the games I've purchased Whoa. that's my bank account blown I don't think there's anything coming out in the that's next right. week oh actually yeah I'm going to have to buy something else but I'll talk about that next week Phew. Phew. Uh, yeah you're going to have to buy some of these uh, Nintendo Direct titles oh gosh yeah well actually I say Nintendo Direct uh, eShop titles yeah um, for those of you who haven't seen new Nintendo Direct a lot of Joy for me as an RPG enthusiast slash Nintendo fanboy. Uh, um, yeah, uh, finally, and I, I say this, I scream finally, because the previously mentioned US Super Nintendo was bought to play this game that I still haven't got a copy of because it's so ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, Earthbound is finally getting a European release, and it'll also get a release in North America too, so... Yeah, thank you, Nintendo. I guess it's always kind of been the ace in the hole that if a console didn't sell, you can just say, hey, we'll give you Mother. Yeah. And it'll probably work because copies of Mother, 300, 400 pound, I think, no, on eBay. That's ridiculous. It's a very rare game, you know? It's very Is it as rare as Christmas Seaman. I, I think so, yeah. You know, you're not seeing that. Christmas Seaman was 35 pound, Tom. You're not paying 400 for a box copy of that. No. But yeah, I'm a. Very much wanted to play it, much like a lot of people in Europe have just kind of wanted to play and find who Nez is after all playing. these appearances in Smash Brothers. Yeah, all these appearances in Smash Brothers. And I mean, Roy and Marth were in Smash Brothers and they released Fire Emblem off the back of that. Yeah, it was. I actually read an article the other day that was saying that they wanted to remove them from the US and UK versions of the game because they believed fans didn't know who they were outside of Japan. Which, you know, for the most part is true, but it generated enough interest in the characters and there was an online petition and things that made them release it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. So they did that and they finally release in Earthbound now, which it's is great. news. Yeah, it'll be on the Wii U sometime this year. Fortunately, I have a Wii U, so I can play it on that. But theoretically, as I've said, £400 for a copy... Pick up a Wii U, pick up Mother, Mother 2, as it's in Japan, for cheaper. said about that, uh, um, the uh, Wii... Sh- the Wii Shop. What's it called? The Wii Shop. Um, it's not actually. Yeah, it's a Wii. Before it was the eShop, it was the Wii Shop, wasn't it, or something like that? Virtual Console. Yes. Yeah. It, well, it, they are. It's going to be Virtual Console from this week. Nintendo yeah. are finally releasing the update that makes the console load slightly yeah. faster from that comparison but video. A great place to get games which would normally be quite expensive. Uh, yeah, Kirby definitely. Kirby sixty four Crystal Shards. You can download uh, Paper Mario for the sixty four. You can download Smash Bros. Original. Uh, if you're on a, a tight budget or you just don't want the box copy, which is fair enough. I, I mean, I'm indifferent most of the time. I, I buy a game to play it, usually. Yeah, as yeah. As part of I... Christmas semen. Uh, so <laughs> I'm quite happy to get these games at um, a lower cost. There is always something about playing it on the original console. But when yeah. it's a matter of a lot of money... Yeah, definitely. Like... I've been tempted by Paper Mario on the N64 for a while, and 
the fact that I can just pay seven pounds and get it on the Wii, just kind of just like, well, I'm just going to get it on the Wii, you yeah. know, like. You I'm play, not... you buy a game for the game. Exactly, mostly. it's the enjoyment Unless you're of the game. A real collector. I am an avid thing. collector, but not enough to part money for games like that. Mega Man X Three, I may eventually have to buy for the whole hundred or two hundred pound or whatever Whoa. it is. But yeah, that'll be a gift to myself for something. Maybe if you come into a bit of money, you yeah, know, win exactly. some on the lot to Danish lottery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, yeah. So there was Earthbound. And another one, the eShop title, is it? Or not? Well, there's a What's lot. What's this RPG? That you, other RPG you were mentioning? Oh, gosh, I can't remember. But the, the prominent thing that sticks out in my mind at the moment is they're releasing a... Well, going to make a new 3DS game of um, Zelda. Uh, set Zelda. in the world of okay. Link to the Past. Yeah, now this is an exciting piece of news. The trailers look great. I like the style, the visual style of the game. I don't know why it kind of reminds me a little Four bit Swords. of Four Swords. Yeah, yeah. But nice. then again, I think Four Swords is something to do with Link to the Past, if I remember right. My Game Boy Advance copies the same got... era or, yeah. or something in the time, in the chrono- chronological... Chronological order. We're not going to get into in the that, chronologically. We're not going to bait the fans of Zelda for the time chronological order thing, especially after the mishap with Nintendo's official Nintendo side having an order... And then people going, yes, it's finally an order that Nintendo confirmed. And then they said, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that looks great. Yeah, uh, looks Yosh- Yoshi's uh, Island. Oh, yeah, Yoshi's Island too. That looks fantastic. Is that what it's called? I, I'm assuming so. Like, there is another Yoshi game coming out, right? I don't think because this is the, the one they teased that's going to be on, like... The one on the DS is Yoshi's Island too, isn't it? Oh, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's three then. Yeah, there is Yoshi's Island 2 on the DS, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this one is a brand new one for the uh, 3DS, I think. It is for the 3DS. And this looks lovely. It looks like it's rendered in kind of a plasticine uh, sort of yeah, visual style. Yeah, it does style. look great. It's got that thing to it. It looks very similar, but I'll just point out to what we've had before. But I, I for one, really enjoy the Yoshi's uh, Island, Yoshi's Story games. Uh, yeah, looking forward really to this one. fun boss fights. Yeah. That's what I really like about those games. Like Great platforming, know. great visuals. Yeah, you got a little yeah, yeah. Yoshi or Yoshi. Yoshi! Yeah, um, oh, that was the other things. Um, finally, confirmation that Bravely Default, Flying Fairy, and Shing Mai Game Tensai 4. This one in was the one I was uh, motioning towards, uh, the Bravely Default. Now, is that an eShop title or is that a box? No, release? that's a box. Oh, okay, that's um, my question. Hopefully, um, it may be a, a Code of Princess scenario where we just get a download, but I think that they've confirmed. That we're getting it, and not only are we getting it, but we're getting it this year. Um, whereas our friends in the States, sorry, you now you feel my pain for the Super Nintendo PS1, um, are getting it next year. Okay. But Nintendo have said it may not be yeah. called uh, Bravely Default Flying Fairy in Europe. They've said they're going to stick with that name in the US, but I don't believe they want to call it's it Flying title. Fairy. Flying Fairy. Yeah, it is an odd title, but... Uh, it's flowery. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're afraid of, maybe. Um, yeah, new Pikmin that can fly in Pikmin 3. Be nice to get a date for that Nintendo. I think it was creatively called the Flying Pikmin. It is just literally called Flying Pikmin. And the Pikmin. name for this Pikmin is... Flying Pikmin. Great. Yeah, it is <laughs> Flying Pikmin. And obviously alongside Rock Pikmin they announced last time. So Which is called... Rock Pikmin, mm-hmm. yeah. Not Mega Man in Japan. <laughs> um, Super Mario, Luigi, 
with oh, new yeah. expansions coming. They've not said if that's going to be free or not, but I'm guessing I'm going to have to pay for it. The year of Luigi. Yeah, year of Luigi. Um, He's also in the uh, golf game. The he is portable in the, golf. He is in the portable golf game, and you can make everyone play as Luigi. Exclusive <laughs> <laughs> Luigi mode. Yeah. But I always kind of thought that was a bit strange, like Luigi, because I remember in some Nintendo games, like, haven't you been able to play as, like, multiple Yoshis? And, like, uh, certainly in the Metro Prime Hunters game, you play as multiple Samus, which is just people in different armor colors, but, like, yeah. You know. I mean, you really defy the point in Luigi if he's not green. No, exactly. How are you going to tell? It's just going to be everyone getting confused. Anyway. Yeah, Luigi. Yeah. Mario and Luigi Dream Team Bros name, though. Oh did. yeah, that so was interesting. Kind of uh, loads of Luigi's in that again, isn't there? You yeah, know. well, you know, Mario and Luigi game. Um, I don't actually know what the plot is. I I remember it, but I was so overexcited at Earthbound that I kind of forgot a lot of things that were announced about that game. So yeah. it was good order uh, from Nintendo the, to put if that. If it's anything like the plot of that last one, being inside Bowser's stomach or yeah. inside his insides. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, I really need to pick up Bowser's Inside Story. I keep seeing it here in Denmark, but I... Nice cover on that game as well. Yeah, very yeah. white, very minimalist. Mm. Looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was pretty much it, right? Um, yeah, there were new a few Animal new Crossing, limited new Mario Party. of consoles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a... What is it? Animal Crossing 3DS. There is an Animal Crossing 3DS, garish. which I thought looked horrible until I zoomed in and then realised it wasn't just random polka dots of colour. But... Some nice things, but um, Japan's getting a year of Luigi 3DS as well, hmm. which looks very nice. Some different shades of green on a white background. It's a bit camouflage, isn't it? It does, yeah. but um, I saw again on Kotaku to plug them. There was a screen grab of it, and it circled. There's actually Mario's on the front as well. There's oh. one Mario on the year of Luigi. You know what would be next year? The year of Mario. Probably. <laughs> it's probably what they're setting it up to, right? <laughs> No, no, Mario's had his time in the Hopefully. limelight. Let's have Wario instead. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. hoping next year it'll be a, Wii, a year of Wii U releases, because that'll be fun. Because <laughs> as nice as that console is, I'm kind of uh, lacking games for that Nintendo. So cheers for bringing some but, announcements to that out. I'd say all in all, a very exciting Nintendo Direct and much-needed uh, announcements. There. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm... You know, I'm happy with the 3DS. 3DS is chugging along nice. I'm getting some good titles. Mm-hmm. As I said, I bought three games for it this week. Yeah, this so, goes to show that it's uh, certainly coming along 3DS and hopefully the Wii U will follow suit. I hope so. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 this is it. Brand new feature. Yeah, we're going to introduce some features into the okay. show to give us some more formatting. We, we've rabbited uh, long enough. We have. My now. throat's a little dry. Uh <laughs> Hope you got all that. We were talking rather fast. We were. Let's uh, slow things down. Yeah, let's chill out, guys. Come on. It's not a race. Okay. Who's that Pokemon, Matt? Okay. Right. This is. Uh, I'm going to play Matt the sound effect of Pokemon, and he's got to guess what it is. And I'm going to fail horribly. Okay. I hope you can hear this. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's a, one of the first 151. It is Pokemon. a classic Pokemon. Classic Pokemon. Um. And again. Am I correct in saying it's a evolution of Pokemon? It, it sure is. Oh, because there's three I think it could be. Um, is it the only Pokemon to have a male and female type? Nah. Then it's either Gyarados or Rhydon. 
Nope. Oh, God damn it! Do you want its uh, type? Type, yeah. Go Fire. on. Fire, Charizard. Fire. Yes, Charizard! Yeah, I nah. thought I thought it was Charizard, but Tom actually played this game with me in public the other day, and he gave me Charmander, and yeah. I was like, he can't, he can't give me the same. Give me one. Right, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna go with a difficult one just yeah. to annoy you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Ah, I think it's a rock Pokemon. You might want to guess again. Oh, don't give me it again. Oh. Oh, sounds like static. Um, is it an electric Pokemon? No. See my tactic here. Uh, one of the first 150? It is one of the first 150, yeah. Again? I think it's Onyx, but it's, you say it's not a rock Pokemon. Close, kind of, even though it's not a rock Pokemon. Is it Graveler? No, no, no. He's, no, he's rock, rock. He's well, rock, he? yeah. Diglett. No, think of what trail. Onyx looks like. Snake? Yeah. Oh, it's not. Ekans. Close, it's Arbok. Arbok. Yeah. Yeah, why he sounds like he's blowing up, I don't know. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, that was... We both Pokemon. failed. Yeah, we're both uh, terrible more of that. More of that next week. Yeah, I'll actually <laughs> play some Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. Can you fit, can you fit that in, Matthew? <laughs> What are you going Possibly. to be playing? What am I going no, to you... play this week? Oh, gosh. Right, then. Um, this week, I'm actually going to throw it out there. I'm going to play something for now. I'm going to play Assassin's Creed 3 just because it's you and I want to play it. But, however, I have a lot of, lot of back catalogue games that I'm going to start slowly working through. And I want you to tell me what it is. It's a new feature. It's going to be called Tweet My Next Adventure. And oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I might even do some pixel art for it. I'm in the mood for doing, doing that. that. I've been doing that for an exhibition we're working on, but we'll tell Danish people about that later. Um, yeah, it's called Tweet My Next Adventure. Essentially, I have a crazy, crazy backlog of games, both portable and console, that I haven't played. You have. Yeah, and I... Don't we all? Yeah, it's true. But, like, I want you guys to kind of help me separate the wheat from the chaff, because I bought a few games that I'm not really sure of. And, yeah, so I'll I'll make it quite easy this week. Mm-hmm. I think I'll throw up two choices. Throw up yeah. two choices. Yeah. Throw out, you mean? Yeah. Throw out there. Throw, throw out. out. Yeah, so, yeah. It's my... Uh, if I do the sound effect, and you can take the, do the choices. Yeah. Okay. I I'm... Uh, 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 lollipop chainsaw uh, for the uh, yeah is it that bad no it's uh, great it's a good game yeah. I'm just doing <laughs> yeah I've got lollipop chainsaw uh, for the <laughs> Xbox 360 uh, and oh gosh I've got so many games for the 360 that I haven't played oh. well, um, I think he's alright he's not throwing anything up right now is he okay I've got like so many uh, uh, is another one coming it's alright Matt let's armored get it core. all out I've got Armoured Core 5 I think it is for the 360 as well so it should hopefully be an easy choice for you yeah so um, in summary yeah so either Lollipop Chainsaw or Armoured Core can you think of anything else I've got because I know I've got Assassin's Creed and I'm going to play that this week just out of default actually no I'll tell you what I won't play Assassin's Creed I'll throw Assassin's Creed 3 in there so tweet um, at us at Tom and Matt 
Cast, I think it was, is our Twitter. I'll give it up, I'll put the name in the description. But the, the, the choices are, to confirm... Yeah, the choices are Assassin's Creed 3, Lollipop Chainsaw, and Armored Core 5, I think it is, but I'll clarify in a post on our Twitter. Uh, which is, we have a Twitter, we also oh. have a Facebook, so I'll get into those. Um, yeah, social media, isn't it great? We're all connected. It's fun. Um... Yeah, we actually have a Twitter now, which is at uh, TMA Cast. So Tom and Matt Attack. TMA. TMA. Tom Matt Attack because yeah. it's better than having the plus in it because that confused people. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's just t- uh, TMA Cast or search Tom and Matt Attack on Twitter, and then send us a message with a hashtag TMNA. So. Yeah, oh, I, I'll, I'll put this up on the Facebook and the Twitter. That's where you're going to see this anyway. I'll throw it up on the Facebook. I'll throw it up on the Facebook. <laughs> splash it there. Meaty chunks of information. Um, yeah, which brings us to the next point of the Facebook. Uh, it's just facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack, I believe. Yeah. Or is it Tom and Matt Attack podcast? Maybe. Great organisational skills. See, we were fine up until this point. Maybe. I'll just have a quick bit of safari in if you want to chat about our Facebook it's been okay so far we've had a lot of followers thank you uh, so have. far that that was quite unexpected uh, to have so many so soon uh, yep thanks again uh, we look forward to uh, getting the message out there further yeah uh, we hope you check it out we'll, we'll post a few more things up there you know that relate to the podcast now we've got a second show and we can we can use it to uh, put up screenshots uh, videos videos uh, which we will also upload on blastprocess.com we will indeed so, you should check out our really if you want to find everything then Blast Process is a place to go of course it's not just us posting uh, videos and articles on there there's uh, a dedicated team of, of the core Blast Processors uh, we've got Dave we've got Mike we've got Neil Mega Drive Gary uh, maybe Ben will post something Paul uh, both Pauls, <laughs> Irish Paul and Paul Tinker. Paul Squid. Hey, we've got we've got a, an amazing task force uh, processing for you. We have, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ashley, yeah. Ashley Claire. as well on RPG and Claire. Claire, hopefully we'll, do, we'll be doing some stuff for the site soon. So keep your eyes out. There'll on be that. a review on there. That'll yeah. be nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just uh, bossprocess.com for everything. But um, if you're following us on Facebook, or if you want to, it's www.facebook.com Facebook.com. Lots of dots. Yeah, it's just facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. And, then and if you'd like a translation of this podcast. Yeah, if you like a translation of this podcast into Danish, we'll ask a good colleague of ours and I'm sure he'll be willing to do it. Oh, yeah, and I think that's pretty uh, much it. Oh, well, yeah, we're well, in iTunes now as well. Oh, if you're listening to this on your ham radios, there's no need anymore. Rejoice, Apple is here. We can go on iTunes and you can subscribe, which is again, just search uh, Tom and Matt Attack. We'll pop up. And yeah, subscribe, like it, rate it if you think it's any good. If you don't, please don't, because you know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if yeah. you have any criticism, uh, don't be afraid to uh, to let us know. We yeah. can endeavour to uh, work on that. We will. We will improve. Yeah, we we're, we're making our show number two. Hope we did well. Yeah, that's pretty much it. it. I think we've basically. covered everything. Yeah. yeah, covered everything in vomit. Well done. Exactly. Man. I threw it all up. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So have a have a great week of gaming. We shall. Matt's certainly got some work to do. Let him know what game you want him to play. Yeah. Uh, I'll, do. I'll just casually play games without any kind of pressure. Okay. 
Yeah. Cool. Right. Have a nice week, everyone. Game on. Oh, oh, and uh, actually, oh. actually, let's do something like a side note. To the I'm going to play your Pokemon uh, noise, a Pokemon uh, cry, and maybe you can just tweet to us or put on our Facebook which Pokemon you think this is. Oh, I like this idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, what was that horrible noise? I think I know that one. Oh, I did. Aces, yeah. Even I know that one. It's that easy. Come and on. one last time, and we'll say goodbye. Who's that Pokemon? See ya.